Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. Previously, you heard part one of our crossover episode with Kevin Koskella from Freedom Loving Podcast. In part one, we talk about freedom, Bangkok, traveling in cities versus towns, and what got Kevin on the road. Also, relationships, traveling solo versus traveling with others. In part two, we get into a few different topics, including getting scammed while on the road, lady boys, debt, traveling when you think you can't, and going against the grain. So sit tight. Here is part two of our crossover episode with Kevin Cascella from Freedom Loving Podcast. So what about you guys? Have you had any like really challenging experiences like on the road or um, uh, in in challenging Mike, in what I sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just you mean, like uh, traveling with people or like no, just oh, I meant like just in like getting stuck somewhere or or something bad happens and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Um, yeah, I've had. I mean, I I've had some challenging experiences. You know, got kind of conned in India with a phone, and that's a uh, oh, it makes me. Uh, angry to tell the stories. I don't want to go too much into it, but uh, you know, <laughs> the the moral of the story was I got conned and I was trying to fix the phone. And it didn't. Uh, the guy was trying to scam me. Um, but ultimately, you just kind of learn. All right, this happened. It's okay. Roll with it, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so those kind of things happen. But I've also had experiences where maybe I was supposed to meet up with someone in a certain city, and you turn up there, and then like they're not there. And this and I, and in this case, it's happened a couple times in India where the city I would show up to wouldn't have great connectivity or internet. Yeah. And so then I'd be stuck, and I, you know, the internet's only available from this short window during the day, and you know, you, you don't get in touch with them. You don't know where they are. You don't know what to do. And so, um, when I, I guess it would bother me when I when I did make a plan, and then I wasn't able to meet up with the people I was trying to meet up with, and that would be frustrating, I guess. But then you'd figure it out. You know, it always works yeah. out at the end. Yeah. So you know, uh, you know, I the the one I don't have many travel experience, or not nearly as many as Mike. I've only gone overseas once. Um, and I went to Israel on birthright and I, I stayed in a hostel and that was fine. But then I stayed at some, I guess it was off the beaten path hotel and got some stuff stolen. I had a camera stolen, a cell phone stolen. That really actually, that really upset me. But then, like you said, Mike, you just gotta, yeah. you realize it's gone. I'm not getting it back. It really sucked. It was, I was really upset because there were some amazing photos that uh, I on there, and I just bought the camera before the trip. Don't ever uh, buy. Don't ever buy a camera right before a trip. <laughs> just no. And nowadays, your phone is your camera. I feel. Yeah. Like. As a yeah. as a minimalist yeah, exactly. traveler, I think a smartphone is actually the greatest thing you can travel with. Oh yeah. <laughs> like it, it, right. It's like yeah. it's your camera. It's your MP3 player. It's your internet device. It's like, and yeah. your pocket. Um, oh yeah exactly it's it's amazing yeah yeah, i think as far as that stuff goes like i i just expect every place i go i'm gonna get ripped off once there's just there's always gonna be a time where i get ripped off just hopefully it's not a horrible like i don't get a bunch of money stolen but but it's like there's always is every country you go to there's there's always scammers and like the first my when i went to saigon i just remember i i stepped out of my hotel the next morning and uh i was I had no idea about anything. I was looking at my phone, looking at my map, obviously, and some guy pulled up on his uh, bike and offered me a ride. And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. And then he he actually was able to talk me into it. Oh wow! <laughs> and no no money, you know, no not like oh I want. He's like, I'm like, how much do you want? And he's like, oh no, we'll figure it out later. Which of course is 
the worst thing. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> never, never, never do that. Uh, yeah. So I got ta- so he he drove me outside of town to like across the river, and then he he's like, yeah, you're, we're gonna go on this boat, and you're gonna yeah, it's it's really cheap. It's only and it was like thirty thirty dollars US, and I'm like, that doesn't sound that cheap. And he's like, oh yeah, it's the best deal. It's it's way more if you do it with the with the tour company. And I'm like. Okay, that doesn't sound so great, but he was <laughs> taking me there, so I went and I got on the boat. It was this old rickety boat that, like, I don't know. They took they took me around this. Thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh wow. Well, yeah. You know, so it's so like, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I'll oh, try. <laughs> oh yeah. Just to fi- just to finish it. I, so yeah. I went. So they took me around. Him and his buddy like took me in this boat, and they went around like just this little part of the river, and they then they came back, and he's like, okay, I need the money now. What? And yeah. it was like sixty total U.S. Oh, and I'm like, dollars? No way! This is crazy. And I told him like, that's crazy. I'm not paying you. This is not worth it. Right. And we're saying they're arguing, and I'm like, I don't know this city. I don't know what he's gonna do. And plus, I don't even know. Like, I need to ride back to town. <laughs> so, oh. so I uh, I said, okay, uh, I don't have the money, but take me to an ATM and I'll pay you. And so. Uh, that's, well, you know, uh, oh, I yeah. see. He took it's, you for a, a ride, literally. Literally, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know, it's what I that story. You know, makes me think about is like, yeah, that's gonna happen, right? You're gonna get ripped off, and that's way more than anything should cost there, right? Like thirty dollars is like a whole days of everything expenses, maybe yeah. you know, more than that, like for your accommodation and your and mm. your food and your beer, whatever. Um, right. Like, so if you paid like sixty bucks or something, he obviously was scamming you. But at the same time, I'm thinking about that now. I'm like, well, at least when you get taken for a ride uh, in Southeast Asia, it's you know only for something like sixty bucks. And it's, right. you know? <laughs> so at least when you do get scammed, it's not like a tremendous amount, you know? Yeah, sure. exactly. And and that's the thing is, and it's there's nothing happened. I didn't like lose any limbs or you know nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. horrible. I yeah. I had a you know that story also reminds me of a running in Saigon. I had um, I was walking down the street. I think I was just trying to find another. Uh, I was in District One and I was looking around for another bar or something. And uh, these two lady boys on motorbike came by and they start kind of saying hey, uh, calling out to me. And I'm like no no thank you no thank you. And one actually literally got off and starts walking toward me. At this point, I got really freaked out. Just. I literally did a 180, just turn around and walk the other direction. Cause I didn't, I didn't know this person. You know, she's, she's gonna like beat me up or whatever. It's gonna. It, it was. Was it a big lady huh? boy? Was it? I mean, a it was big a, lady? Yeah, it was a dude, just a dude-sized person. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, but I don't know what they have and you know what, what their whole. It was just very uncomfortable. Oh, okay. Um, um it, they, I felt like I was gonna get robbed or something. Right. That was gonna happen. And yeah, yeah, that could be that could get kind of ugly. Yeah, I remember my first night in, in Thailand. I I just uh, grabbed this little hotel right on the beach, and uh, I I walked out. It was kind of late at night, and I, I I was super tired. I just wanted to sleep, and I walked out onto my balcony, mm. and I looked down, and there's these girls like waving at me, and they're like, "Hey," and, and they're like, "Yeah, <laughs> come down and true. have a drink with us." And too I'm good like, to be true. No, man. I'm good. I'm actually just gonna go to sleep right now. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and then I, I went to bed thinking, "Wow, the girls are friendly here." Bro, <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually that. that yeah, at first and time, then, of I course. And then of course yeah, they extorted right, you for course. money. Uh, some well, way. that's I <laughs> no, had the same I, reaction though. Well, well let him finish. Was, wait, wait, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> the next day, I I saw the 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 one that was talking, and uh, yeah, it was a lady boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I had the same. The first time I was in Southeast Asia was actually it was a business trip to Singapore, and I remember thinking like I was just walking down the bars, and these you know every bar, these girls just calling to you like, hey, hey, uh, and I'm like. 
wow, girls are really friendly here, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you come to learn later, like, yeah, they're all either they're a prostitute or they're a ladyboy, the ones that are calling right. to you, or uh, both, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like, they're, girls are not normally aggressively pursuing dudes. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is not just a thing in Southeast Asia where girls just aggressively pursue dudes. They no, <laughs> it, I think there's a fantasy for a lot of guys that there's some place in the world that it's all like the girls are all just going out of their way to pursue guys. Yeah, <laughs> Is there it's anywhere? Is, it's in kind the of world. fun though, because it's like you just you just kind of feel like a rock star sometimes. He's walking down like there's all these girls calling at you. You're like, right. okay, it's still. Well, <laughs> and you know, yeah. and you know, my our friend Yoel that was on the episode on our show actually said he what that they're in. He he was living in Hong Kong and that they did, you know, he he's a he's a African American guy and they do go after you like yeah. like le like legitimately like like girls were interested in him and things like that but have uh, have you come across like other places that you've traveled where it wasn't like a scam or somebody extorting for money like well, like I legitimate legitimate like interest from the ladies i think there is legitimate interest if you're, i mean if you're like a foreigner in these countries like there is legitimate interest like because you're different and also there's that there is an extra element of you know because you're coming from a western country you're obviously coming from a place where you you probably have more money than they do so that and what then i'm not saying that factors in with everybody but that can be a factor um but and so so you can find girls, all the whole range, I would say, like girls that want are interested because they think maybe of money, girls that are legitimately interested because they think you're interesting, or girls that just think you're different, and girls that are prostitutes. You know, you're gonna, yeah, I think you can okay. find the whole range of of interactions. You know, yeah, yeah it is. I mean, it, it is. It, it it is kind of like when you go to uh, Vietnam, or I, I I don't know about like probably the same in Thailand, but uh, when you go to Vietnam, it's like the tables are turned somewhat if you're a white male. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, it's uh, it it is very different than being in the U.S. in dating. Yeah. It's it's like you don't. It's it's not up to the guy to make the first move in any uh, stage. So you go to a bar and the girls there. At least my experience is they come up and start talking, which is not at all my experience in the U.S. It's more like they wait for you to come up. Right, so, right. And um, it, and this is these are people with legitimate interest in talking with you. Yeah, and, and and like these are and these are mainly Southeast Asian cultures. Or are there other places as well, like like South America? Um, I don't know, Mike. Do you want to comment? Uh, on that? I don't have a, oh, I don't have enough experience in South America to say. You know, my, my I was in Peru for a couple of weeks, mainly in you know in the Amazon. Trying to find myself with ayahuasca, um, but <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I I didn't have much experience there. Um, as far as like picking up girls, but uh, <laughs> seems like um, such a trivial subject now that I'm thinking about it. But oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's, it, I think it varies also. I, I don't, I wouldn't want to generalize like the region. I mean, it, it, I think there was a, a lot of differences country to country. So in my, from what I experienced, I found that in general in countries in, in say Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, I thought there was just generally a bigger distance between um, foreigners and local people. Um, and it's right. it's not like I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but I just found as a foreigner, I had a difficult time connecting right. uh, with more local people versus Vietnam. It was like a complete different experience in Vietnam, just in general. And that, it's not just girls, just in general, people were interested in me as a Western, like were, wanted to know about, you know, just know about me, were interested. And so um, you know, I think it, so as far as just people and girls or whatever, it, it varies country to country, at least from what I experienced, uh, you know, who was, who was interested in you because you're a Westerner, who, who puts a wall in front of you because you're a Westerner, you know? 
Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree about that. Uh, like Thailand is a closed country. Yeah. Like they they do not care about what goes on beyond the borders of Thailand. It's huh. it's very much it's kind of like a North Korea. A lot of people don't realize it. It's kind of like a North Korea where they just are like whatever the king says, you know, that's what's happening and we don't really you know, and this is, of course, this is generalizing, and there are, there are obviously exceptions to this, but, right, yeah. but that's the that's the general thing. There is like there's just not a lot of interest in outside of Thailand, but in yeah, in Vietnam it was a lot, a lot different, a lot you know, a lot more yeah. interest, and in, and yeah, I think that you said that right, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it really just kind of depends on where you are. Like Colombia, I found was pretty friendly, you know, and I don't speak very good Spanish, so. I was trying to communicate to a lot of people in English, and they were still pretty receptive, you know. So yeah, and 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 I kind of to, to add on to that, um, uh, you know, say talking about Thailand for example, um, yeah, there there is the definitely a bigger barrier. Although I I did find as I kind of was alluding to earlier, once I spent more time there, and I, it just takes more effort as a foreigner, you know. Like in Vietnam, yeah. they're going to be outwardly like trying to talk to a foreigner, but in Thailand, you it's like the foreigner who needs to make more effort. And actually, I can't, I, that's something, I, I can't say that's wrong either. Like, hey, it's your country, right? So I did find, though, as I slowly, slowly, slowly could learn a few more things that uh, it became easier over time to then, you know, meet Thai people. Um, have you uh, been to Bali? I have not. And I, I always hear awesome things about it. I was, well, I was supposed to go to Indonesia. That's the flight that I, I didn't get on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. That. So, I mean, what you're saying in, as far as people being friendly or not, I mean, Bali, it takes the cake. They're the most friendly by far. And uh-huh. um, well, along well, with maybe Cambodia, but, but Bali is uh, it, it's, everybody is, seems to want to know about you. It's like everywhere you go, somebody's asking you, where are you from? You know, and sometimes of course they're trying to sell you something, but a lot of times it's just sort of their, that's their natural way of, is is being curious. They're kind of brought up to ask people questions. That's that's what I've heard anyway. It's like they they, they really embrace tourists. They like tourists. They want to know where you're from. They want to know like they really want to know about you. And it's 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 really and a lot of them uh, most people speak English there or at least some English. Mm-hmm. So it's like they they want to um, connect with you, which is. It's really different, and I think that's why a lot of people kind of fall in love with Bali because mm. you just get this great experience, and everywhere you go, it seems like somebody's like you know trying to make your day, and Aww. it's uh, it's just really a happy kind of place. That's sweet. Awesome. I've only yeah I've only ever heard good things about Bali. Um, I think yeah I, I well I still have that flight to take this year, so <laughs> I I think I'm gonna it's the, the flight's to KL actually, but from KL um, you know can hop on a cheap Air Asia flight to sure. Indonesia, and I I think maybe. Indonesia 2015 might still happen for me. You want to come with me, Justin? I would love to go, but we gotta go. To, we gotta go to Cambodia too, because I really oh, want to go. go. There. Well, it's like we were talking about. You know, maybe we'll be together, then kind of split off and reconverge. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's how you do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I'm shooting. I'm shooting for six months from now. That's a, and I'm. I hope. I hope that I listeners will be f- satisfied that I fulfill my my objective. You know, try to yeah. try to get somewhere, get somewhere new and fresh. Um, cause I, all I hear is every, all these awesome stories. I'm like, yeah, I'm like the little, uh, I'm like the kid brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. like you guys are playing super Mario and I just want to play with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what are you, uh, Justin, are you working right now? You said you have a full-time job. Yeah. I'm working full-time in, um, in the city. I basically, I work in the construction market and I sell, building control systems that basically for new construction, um, 
in the or renovation we control the heating and air conditioning systems for all these you know residential and commercial buildings um and you know pretty much you you think of it we've worked with it uh <laughs> like anything from yankee stadium to uh, the MoMA to Muse- Museum of Natural History, uh, my company that I work for um, has does like the the heating and air conditioning. So if we if you don't like it, then uh, if it's too hot, then I guess you have us to blame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And besides that comedy thing, I'm I'm pursuing um, improv and taking classes at different comedy theaters and uh, filming some sketches, which hopefully will be out soon that people can see so keep an eye out for that guys yeah yeah (laughs) i think um i mean i I, what i appreciate like uh, and just you know some context for kevin for you and like your listeners are like uh, you know i think justin what you bring out is like that um perspective of uh you know what like i'll come out or i guess we have some fucking crazy story you know and uh, i think it's nice to have the backdrop of a perspective from you of like okay here's the things that are um that as someone back in the states, like what I think is, wow, that is an out there kind of thing. Um, I think I, you know, I appreciate that element. And all that said, I'm hoping that you've been over the course of doing this show, been getting somewhat indoctrinated that you want to travel yourself some, <laughs> some <Yeah>. more. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah, right on. So, what happens in six months? Then, can you uh, take off at, at that point? Or yeah, my objective is to have fun saved up and vacation ready to go to take off for at least at least it sounds so you said it earlier that the two-week vacation and it sounds so bad um i I really want to take longer if i can but i want to take two weeks and at least go to southeast asia and maybe meet up with mike wherever he is in the world at that point Mm. yeah yeah i'm 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 banging the drum for justin to, to take off like a month or two and try, try out a, try out the kind of more extended travel thing. Uh, I mean, it's something I know that I mean things we've talked about touching a little bit, but not in great depth. But uh, you know, I, I know for you, Justin, a big part of your the reason why you haven't been able to necessarily go and uh, do a longer term backpacking is you've got these student debts and things like this going on. Yeah. I mean, uh, and for for most people, I think um, you know, I would say to people like, oh, I don't, I can't quit my job to go backpacking. Like I have all these things. Most of your bills go away, right? Like if you, if you're traveling, you're either renting out your place or not renting anymore. You're slimming down your belongings. Right. Uh, and so, and you don't have electricity bills. Those kind of bills for the most part go away and travel to places like Southeast Asia and India does become affordable in a way that most people don't realize that it is. Right. Um, but I know in your case, though, you've got this, say, this like student debt, and I, yeah. I know that's a crushing one. I don't know, Kevin. What do you have any thoughts on on what someone like Justin could do um, to get out there? Yeah, move to Chiang Mai and don't rent anything in New York. <laughs> or what do you do about <laughs> what do you do about the student debt? That's the that's the big issue, you know, because you can get yeah. rid of the other bills, the department and the uh, uh, and electricity, all these things. But um, that's one I don't know a good answer to, to be completely honest. Um, yeah, I, I don't either. I, I listen to, do you guys know who James Altucher is? Yes. I love him. I'm not as familiar with James. He talks about this stuff. Yeah. He, he would, he would probably recommend not going to school. But it's kind of <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there is something in this day and age, there's something to say for it in that, um, you can learn most things from the internet and like, you know, yeah. for, for when our parents grew up, it was a different landscape and we were kind of brought up with that 
landscape in mind. And yeah. I would say it might be becoming less relevant than it was, say, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the thing, like, I, I listen to, he has a podcast called Ask Al Tutor. He just fields questions randomly from anybody. And yeah, check somebody, that out. Yeah, somebody was asking about they had uh, they had a lot of debt, like credit card debt. This is a little different than student debt, but right. but they had a, like a lot of credit card debt. And the guy was asking, like, I don't know what to do. He's like, I don't know if I should, like, just keep paying the minimum payments. He's like, I feel like I'm never getting out of this, and I'm just kind of stuck. And and James's answer was pretty interesting because he just said, he goes, Yeah, just don't don't pay anything. Don't. He's like, just let it all go. He's like, here's what's really? gonna happen. And he gave the whole thing of like, here's what's going to happen. He's like, you're not going to pay it. And then they're going to send you a letter. And then they're going to send you another letter. And then he's like, and then your credit score is going to be like, they're going to kill your credit. Like it's your credit score is going to be like 500 or whatever. And then, but that's fine. He's like, you can live without having good credit. So he's like, my, he was saying, he's like, my credit is horrible. And uh, I don't really even know what it is, but he's like, I've never had to use my credit. He was going through this whole process of what would happen if you didn't, if you just didn't pay. And, and it was like, I was kind of convinced at the end of the thing. I was like, yeah, I think that's a good option. I mean, it's, yeah, <laughs> that's like a really out of the box answer to the, the debt question. Like, yeah. <laughs> what happens when it goes to collections is my question. You know? Well, your credit gets, gets damaged, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not an expert at all, so yeah. I couldn't, couldn't tell you, but, but I know that, uh, you know, people survive all that stuff, and yeah, I. You know what? I saw an interesting um, documentary about credit card debt. I for, I forgot what it's called, but they basically talk about all these. You know, they talk about all the. Um, you know, during the two thousand eight crash of the, the home crisis, they go into all the people who bought into that and all the bad you know uh, loans that they sold to people, and then credit card debt and things like that. And I, I didn't see that as a solution, <laughs> you know, don't, yeah. don't pay it. Um, but, yeah. then, but, uh, you know, it's, it's really crazy just watching it, how much people's debt controls their lives. Yes, it is yeah. a measure of control that for sure. Um, oh yeah. It, I mean, it, like literally, quite literally, like you've gotten trapped, you're kind of like in a trap, right? Like, yep. um, and it, it's. Yeah, and I don't know if we've actually, I don't know if we've given this topic a lot of uh, airtime, but uh, so far, but like it's sort of, it's very true. I mean, you're, you, we have a system that's set up to make you sort of, uh, it's kind of a cycle in itself. You, you enter yeah. the system and you become dependent on staying in the system once you're in it. Like you, you get a degree to get it a lot of, to get a job that pays well, but you accrue debt to get there, and now you get this job, but it's all going back to paying what got you that in the first place, and yeah. now you're kind of stuck in the cycle yeah and i'll let you speak on it too justin from your personal account if you'd like but that's kind of my vision how i look at it sort of in a way yeah yeah i you know it's it's definitely um (laughs) it's definitely it you know you realize it is kind of a system and you know what you know if you you could talk to an anarchist too and say that this whole thing is everything is a system and the government you know jobs are made by the government and things like that and this this whole thing is a big conspiracy, but you know it yeah. it's just been in existence for so long. It's a system that was bought into you know ever since people stopped having to grow their own food. I guess right you right. know, and and it it, it works, but you don't have to you don't have to do the A B and C at like go to school, get into a lot of debt, work out that debt, buy a house, buy, pay off that debt, 
and then be old you know yeah yeah you definitely don't have to and and i guess to circle things back to things we were talking about in the beginning of the episode it's sort of like we we can definitely go out and find the bad guys screw the system and find the you know oh they're they're controlling us all the stuff you can do all that uh, and fight these battles you know Um, another way to do it is like we were talking before well other ways, we just try to make positive steps to construct it. So, you know, for, I guess for you, Justin, it's like, well, this is what it is. And it's like, you know, yeah. you'll figure out, you'll do what you're doing. You're still pursuing things you love and then find ways to still travel. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Six months, baby. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly right. I mean, you just, um, I, I think it's a matter of just moving, moving forward instead of trying to, trying to find all the bad things but but you know at the same time it's kind of like you you learn lessons like I, you were asking me mike earlier about mm. you know being in australia and reading that book and going okay now i gotta you know and i'm ready to change everything and a lot of that is just kind of rejecting the societal norms and going okay this is the way i was totally brought up and i thought it was going to be this way but it's it's <laughs> not it doesn't work like the system as it is doesn't work you know, as we've been talking about. And so, so in, in every aspect, you got to question, okay, is this really the good thing? Or is this, is this just what everybody does because they think that's what they right. should do? Right. And if you can stop yourself from falling in that line, then you, yeah, you can have a lot more freedom and a lot more uh, happiness in your life. And, it, and it's tough because a lot of times you have to go against what the mainstream is saying, what everybody's saying. And everyone around you is like, you're an idiot, but you know, a lot of times it's, it's the, yeah. it's the best thing. That, that is the toughest part is yeah. To go against, um, things that are, this is like what I did. That was definitely the hardest part for me. Like to you know, say my parents and my coworkers and friends, like, yeah, I'm just going to quit my job with no particular exact plan. I'm just going to do the traveling. I have a one-way ticket to India and they're just kind of like, uh, you can't just do that. And I was like, well, yeah, it was hard to go through that, you know, to, to, really convince myself that yeah. I could to go against what everyone's telling me and say, yeah, actually I can. Uh, it's really, really, really difficult to do that. Um, but I think, like you're saying, Kevin, I think it's really important. Um, at the same time, though, it's also not the other side of it is not to just do things just because it's not to just go against society for the sake of going against it. You know, it's really just <laughs> finding what you want as an individual, whether or not it's born right. with or against what society says. You know, it's whatever the thing that's you as an individual do that thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Exactly. And, um, yeah. Freedom. Uh, freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Well, <laughs> free, back to freedom. Well, I, we've, I think we've been going on for uh, close to an hour now, so uh, probably that's probably a good amount of time to record a podcast. Um, <laughs> so, what, Kevin, we're going to ask you um, a question that we ask uh, all of our listeners on our show. And all so, guests, I don't know if yeah. you have a closing question that you want to give us in turn from yours, <laughs> but we usually ask our, our guests, you know, what's something you would like to do in your life uh, that you haven't done yet? Um, that you like to do before you die? Oh, uh, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I got, I got a lot of stuff. Uh, you get, uh, uh, what's your, your top one or anyone? Anyone, anyone, your, your fourth one. <laughs> fourth one. <laughs> um, you know, let's see. I'd like to, well, one thing is, uh, I'd, I'd like to, I'll give, can I give you two? I have to do yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so one of the things that, uh, that I want to do is I want to, uh, create my business so that I really don't have to think about money. Like it's not mm. like I get, I can do anything I want and I don't even have expensive taste. Like I don't, I don't get off on like, you know, owning a yacht, like it doesn't interest me or anything, you know, like cars or whatever, right. but just to where the point where it's like, I'm not thinking, like, I never think like, Oh, I 
can't really, I don't have enough money for that. Like it's, right. it's just, you know, it's just everything I do is just like, oh, of course. Yeah. I'm just going to do that. Like that's, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. So, so I mean that, that's really like that, that gives you that, like, like one thing I noticed, like people say, oh, um, you know, it's all about the freedom. It's not the money, but it really is kind of both because mm. you can have some, you can have a lot of freedom and be a backpacker and just living in, uh, staying in hostels that are, that cost you like $7 a night or something. But you may really want other things and you're like, ah, that sucks. I can't do that because I don't have the money. So, so I think that there is, there is a, a combination of freedom and money and money obviously buys you freedom to a certain extent. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's kind of where I want to head with, um, with career. And then it, it, it allows you to relax, you know, like I noticed that, like I sold a house a couple of years ago and I got a nice check from it. And I was like, I mean, the next few months, I just was so at ease about everything. It was like, because <laughs> yeah, I knew I'm I sure. had it. Like, I, I wasn't like, oh, I got to pay rent. It was like, no, of course I got to easily pay rent. You know, it's not a, mm. not a big deal. So, uh, yeah. So that's, that's really uh, one of the things I want to do, um, on a, on a more like personal, I guess, level, I'd like to f- fall in love. Mm, so, yeah. so, so like, that's something that I really want to do, um, and I don't really know what that looks like yet. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. How old are you, Kevin? 43. Oh, uh, you can, you can do it. You will, you will, <laughs> you will do it. Um, my, yeah. my, uh, my cousin who is your age just, just got married for the first time and found her online. Hey man, match, yeah. match not to advertise match.com. match.com. We should do an affiliate link with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I've run the gamut with the, on, with the online dating. I don't know if that's going to be, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it gets kind of boring after a while, you know, or very mecha- mechanical. I've, I've said in the past, it gets very yeah. mechanical automated, but yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I think that it, it, what online dating in the past has done, I haven't done it in, in, since the summer, last summer, but uh, it, it's it kind of like I don't know. I think it takes for me. I mean, it's all personal, but I, it ta- for me, it takes me out of like I, I kind of rely a little bit too much on like oh well, I've got like four girls that are you know I'm texting from online, and then I'm like kind of like not that motivated to do like real life meeting people. So it's yeah. So I mean, yeah, obviously. So it's well, the, that's that's a good point. You only have like you know so many hours in your day to devote towards like finding girls or whatever. So yeah, uh, right. So it's yeah, you're using them online or in person. But yeah, yeah. I try to I try to use all the tools of my just. Uh, I'll go uh, out uh, and try to meet people in person. But I'm not opposed to. Well, nowadays uh, I I don't I don't I'm not like on any uh, dating sites right now. But I use uh you know this app Hinge, and. Uh, it's kind of like well, Tinder also. Tinder's all prostitutes in these days, but um, <laughs> but um, yeah, you, you match with a girl. And it's like, hey, for 120 roses, you can hang out with me. So Tinder is like, uh, it's a cool concept, but it, it's kind of terrible in the way it's panned out. But Hinge is kind of like it, but it seems to be higher quality. It's all through friends of friends of yours and stuff. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It's a it's it's a very low, uh, and it's also it's nice because it's very it's not a lot of effort to do like something like that versus making a whole profile and all this crap. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But I think you said it before, you know, you know, if you meet, no matter who it is, you know, if you give them an opportunity and you are yourself and you put it out up front and say, like, I like to travel, I like to do a lot of these things. I'm looking for somebody who would not mind that, you know, that's kind of 
you put your deal out there and they respond back. I think you found a good match. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I, I think the things I, I, I really relate to both the things that you said, Kevin. Like, I'd also whether I meet her on Tinder or Hinge or Match or in person, like the old-fashioned way. Uh, yeah, I'd love to fall in love as well. Uh, maybe do that that fantasy of a uh, travel, doing a travel like longer term trip with someone like that. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also setting up a business that's got some kind of where I don't have to, you know, it's generating cash that give me the freedom. Like with, so I don't have to worry about it, you know, um, generate something or, or if, you know, even if it's not passive income, just have something that I really love that I'm doing that can right. support the lifestyle, you know? Yeah. Um, so that my passion is my, my source of income. Sweet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, do you guys have anything? Uh, I'll just turn it around. Maybe really yeah. generic about it. But <laughs> <laughs> do you have any like one or two things that you uh, want to do before you die? Yeah. Well, those are mine. I guess I just stole yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's. I think the general dream is that's the dream is for me. It's like just finding that thing, like what to do with my time that I really enjoy. Like, and it, traveling was a lot was part of it but then like when i'm stable like what's the thing i want to be doing with my time that i really like love and i want to i'm still searching on exploring things i'm exploring things i like doing and just trying to find that kind of stuff you know yeah 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 i think i'd like to be less less um sentimental and emotional and be more stu- silly and um i would like to create a comedy uh music album and I would like to do a one-man comedy show. There you go. Nice. That's oh, it. Nice. That's it. I'm working on them. Yeah. I'll make a just, I'll make a comedy album with you if you want. We can collaborate. I would love to collaborate for for a couple. Might songs. be easier if we're living in the same actual physical location. Ah, right. I, mean, I know you can do a podcast over Skype. Maybe you can do we can do music over Skype too. Yeah. Why not? Just pull that off. I'll have, I'll have <laughs> Kevin do like a. Yo, this is Kevin. <laughs> like, <laughs> do a shout out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Awesome. Well, well, Kevin, uh, thanks for coming on to uh, yeah, Walk thank the you. Earth, and yeah. we're really happy to have been part of Freedom Loving Podcast as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for inviting me on. I'm glad you guys uh, found me and uh, we hooked up. I, I love the concept of your show and the way you guys run it. It's, it's likewise. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, likewise, man. Um, so, folks that want to find your show, um, you're on iTunes. That's where I found, that's where I got your show. You're also are you on like Stitcher, SoundCloud? What What do you? Yeah, I think I'm just iTunes and Stitcher. And, iTunes and uh, Stitcher. Freedomlovin.com. You can find me. Cool. And you have a Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, all of the above. Yeah, you just go to the website and then you can you can from freedomlovin.com. Okay, yeah. loving without the G. Without the G, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. And I guess for folks that are listening on your end that want to find, uh, hear me and Justin talk to other travelers <laughs> and all that good stuff, um, we're Walking the Earth Podcast. Yeah, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud, uh, we're at facebook.com slash Walking the Earth Podcast, and our Twitter handle is at WTE Podcast, but our website is where you can find all this information. Um, Which is WTEPodcast.com. That is correct. Yeah, and I love your picture on your iTunes. Oh, thank you. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was from uh, the desert in, in Rajasthan, India. A friend took that picture, and then another friend that I met in a hostel in Chiang Mai helped to actually you know make it look good and like add the uh, yeah did the did the photoshopping and everything to make it 
nice. looked nice. Uh, yeah, so it, it came out really well. I was really happy with that. So thank you, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. It cool. was a awesome talking to you, Kevin. Yeah, thank really you so good much. talking to you, Kevin. Yeah, it was good. It's great talking to you guys, and good luck with your show. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll bump into each other again soon. Awesome. All right, cool, man. I will catch you later. Thank you right, for cheers. tuning in, folks. Catch you next time. Next time on Walking the Earth podcast, Mike flies down to sunny Miami and checks in with Mariana Rigo six months after returning to the U.S. And we hear what she's getting into, what her hopes and aspirations are, and what emotions Mike can expect to go through as he transitions back to U.S. life. Check it out online at WTEPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at WTEPodcast.com.